It's time to talk about infidelity. I was recently contacted by Curve Media. They are currently developing a feature-length documentary that will tell the full story of an affair. Told in the past tense, the film will explore infidelity and its consequences with empathy and honesty. We need to break the silence. They would love to talk to you. If you are willing to have an off-the-record conversation to find out more, please get in touch with them at theaffair@curvemedia.com. Check out today's episode notes for more information. Rod Truth podcasts may contain explicit, sensitive, and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or other medical professional. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Women's lives follow many paths, twists and turns, and choices never planned nor expected. In life, temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness can lead a good person to make a choice that they can't take back. When facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. In this podcast, you will hear stories from women who made the choice to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. An anonymous and no-judgment podcast created and hosted by me, Rebecca Adams. I was an unfaithful wife. You are not alone. Hello and welcome back to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Today we are going to continue with Tegan's story. On the last episode, Tegan shared her early life. She was young with her first boyfriend, spending time with older boys and men, being sexually assaulted, raped, drinking, and living on the edge. She found herself cheating on her boyfriends, but then she met Peyton, her future husband. But at the time, they were struggling in their relationship, off again, on again. She admitted early on in the relationship that she had cheated on him, but later, once they began living together, she found out that he was cheating. When he came out of the shower, I flung his phone at him. I screamed and cried. I had a total meltdown. Gosh, I was pathetic. No self-respect. He tried to backpedal. He tried to say it didn't start until after he broke up with me. I didn't believe him, but let it go at that moment. At work the next day, I sent that bitch a message via MySpace. Yep, old school. She verified that they had started meeting up the previous September. They were going to the same college. She listed every time they met up. She also helped him pick out my Christmas presents, which included bras and panties from Victoria's Secret. I felt violated. I just wanted to throw everything away. She knew my intimate sizes. I shot him a text telling him that he was an asshole. I forwarded the other text messages to him. I told him I was moving out, fuck him and fuck her. When we got home, my eyes were so swollen from crying. I couldn't cry anymore. He swore all they had done was kiss. 
It was about three months total where we lived as roommates. A full month and a half into that, we hooked up. Then, I told him he had to make a choice. I blamed my weight, that if only I were thin, I wouldn't have to compete with all these other hotter females. He did choose me in the end, but that bitch kept popping back up every few months. After about four years, he settled down and decided that I was it. He proposed in Mexico after seven years of dating. He knew my first proposal was a pile of shit. He is romantic, emotional, and honest. Everything I'm not. I was happy. Our wedding night was so much fun. I loved him more than I had loved anyone. We had a house on two and a half acres. He made good money. I got pregnant three weeks after we were married. I took fertility drugs because we hadn't taken any precautions and I had never had an oops. I never used protection. Not something I'm particularly proud of, but I've never had an STD, which is amazing. Anyway, our son arrived in March. I'm pretty sure I had postpartum depression. I was an overprotective mother. Nothing and nobody was going to hurt my baby. This is where my husband and I started to fight. I had gained 83 pounds during pregnancy. He made comments about my weight gain. I felt insecure, so I surely did not want to get naked. Our sex became routine and boring. This coming from the woman who was once accused of being a nympho, Peyton would often try to put the brakes on sex due to thinking that was all I wanted at the beginning. It was hard with an infant and being exhausted. That first year almost destroyed us. Then the terrible twos started. Our kid was a shit pushing the boundaries, stubborn. My son is me. We fought over how to parent. He wanted to spank our kid. I wanted timeouts. I was in college and had learned a lot about child development. Needless to say, the rift was growing. I started to get resentful. I was managing the household, working full-time and in college part-time. On weekends, I took our boy to hang out with my friends and their kids while he got to go do his thing. This was partially my fault. I had working mom's guilt. Every spare minute I had, I wanted to spend it with my boy. I thought that the reason why I wasn't getting pregnant again was because I was so fat. So, I went to the doctor who prescribed weight loss drugs, Phentermine, which helped me lose 18 pounds. Then I went on fertility drugs. I was all fucked up. My husband was a champ though. We had scheduled sex, not romantic or sexy. I didn't get pregnant, plus I gained 12 pounds back. So now I felt fat and ugly on top of being a failure. Everyone else I knew could get pregnant. I felt so broken, so I said fuck it and went back on Fentermine. Throughout all of this, to the outside world, it appeared as if Peyton and I were the perfect couple. We never fought, just little arguments. We were laid back. He was an engineer. I, ironically, was going to school to become a therapist. I worked in an inpatient psychiatric hospital for kids, which was stressful. 
younger guys were flirting with me. I was 34 and dreading turning 35. It was at this time that I felt my husband and I were not us anymore. We argued a lot about our son and the cats. I had got a second cat for my birthday, but this one and my other cat did not get along. I've always had two cats and I've never had any issues. My husband wanted to get rid of the second one. What he didn't understand is once an animal comes into my home, that they are family. We fought so badly to the point that he told me it was either him or the cats. I chose the cats. He left for two days until his parents forced him to work things out. You see, this was his second marriage. Plus, a child was involved. So he came home and we decided to have an upstairs cat and a downstairs cat. A door separates them. I can't pinpoint the exact time that I checked out of the marriage, but I will say that the cat argument put me over the edge. My friend Janie had sent me a friend request to start playing words with friends too. This was in March of 2018. I played for a few months. It was a nice distraction from the fact that there was a rift in my marriage. I had lost 30 pounds by this time, and I was feeling pretty good about myself. I had started taking Tapiramate with my Phentermine. That combo was fantastic for weight loss, but the Tapiramate made me go insane. You will see. So I started chatting with these guys on Words with Friends. One stood out. He started hitting on me. We had a flirtation. I will call him Tennessee since that is where he is from. He had just got divorced and had two kids who were teenagers. This was in September. Things progressed and we exchanged phone numbers. My heart pounded and I felt lovesick. It was my first time having phone sex. It felt so empowering being able to make a guy come just by talking to him. We got hooked fast. He had an issue with me being married and didn't like that I slept in the same bed with my husband. I would stay up late at night to Skype with Tennessee. I took sexy pictures and sent them to him. One catch is, I don't even really know what he looks like. He had a picture that could have been him. He mostly just sent me dick pics. Things went south with him when my brother-in-law died. He had cancer and Tennessee couldn't handle my husband having to be present through this family trauma. To get back at Tennessee, I started flirting with Colorado. This guy was hot, married. He had just had a baby three months prior with his wife. He was why I joined Snapchat. We exchanged videos and pictures. I made plans to go see him. There were a couple of other guys that were around, but I always had at least three primaries. There was one from New Jersey, one from New York and even one from France. One did start messaging me around Christmas time that lived in the same state as me. He was nine years younger. I made plans to meet up with him in a hotel after Colorado bailed on me. Colorado was supposed to be at a work convention in my state, but he got scared. Then home state bailed on me because he was hungover. I felt double rejected. I wasn't sure if I would have actually gone through with it. I was testing myself. I ended up going home and taking sexy pics to show them what they were missing. 
You may be wondering where my husband and son was through all of this. My husband was at a mixture of work or snowmobiling. My son was either at school or childcare. You see, at this time, I was working at a place where I could set my own hours. As long as I hit my billable hours for the month, I could start or stop whenever I wanted. Most of the time, I did the shit late at night after they were asleep. I had so many sex toys and lingerie. By this time, I was down to my ideal weight of 170. I felt sexy and desired by everybody else, except my husband. These guys had all the right words. They only saw me at my best. I was a fantasy. The end of June hit and Mr. Utah showed up. He started out slow, chatting me up, getting to know me as a person. We would have long conversations. He was married with two boys. He was a semi-famous golfer. I hate golf, but I pretended to like it a little. He was hot, blonde with blue eyes, super tan and fit. He was the first guy and only guy I had sex with live, meaning he would pleasure himself at the same time as me while we were FaceTiming. Sometimes I would take the day off work and have sex with him three times a day. Things moved fast with him. I actually contemplated leaving my husband for him. I dropped all other guys for him. Tennessee got pissed off when he found out that Utah was my quote boyfriend. He tried to turn me against Utah so he could have his sex slave back. I think these guys had history. Now remember all these guys I met via Words with Friends too. Who knew that playing Scrabble would end up in multiple affairs? So, in August of 2019, my coworker and friend Natalie had a wedding reception for her recent marriage to a woman that she had only known for two months. It was also my 38th birthday that week. My husband went out of town for a week with a friend to go camping. He had asked if it was important for him to be at the reception with me. I gave him the choice and he chose wrong. He again put his selfish needs first. So I made arrangements to go with my other coworker, Samantha, and I took my son over to my parents' house. The reception is where I met him. The man that changed my life and turned everything upside down. Trevor was so charismatic. I wasn't even attracted to him at first, but he was funny and for whatever reason we had a connection. That night we ended up making out on the dance floor. Samantha caught a ride home with our boss cause let's face it, I was fucked up and I didn't want to leave Trevor. I was going to go home with him, but as we were leaving to go to his place when the bar closed, I hit a parked car. I should not have been driving. He tried to get us to call an Uber, but my control freak ass would not let it happen. He passed out in my car while I went to find out whose car it was. He ended up leaving with friends. I had passed out for a bit with my head on the wheel and the bouncer told me if I didn't leave, he would call the cops. I drove home. Mr. Utah was pissed. He had been trying to get a hold of me for the past five hours. We argued half the way home. He lectured me that I should not have been driving. He accused me of cheating. That's when I realized I cheated on both my husband and my boyfriend. It was then that I realized how fucked up I actually was. 
And that is it for part two of Tegan's story today. We are learning more and it sounds like she's realizing she is on a bad path of destruction. I am impressed with her though. She sees what she's doing and she calls herself out on it. And it's hard once you start doing these, um, see these types of things, but I believe and it happened for me sometimes once we do something and we get away with it, we're going to push that envelope a little bit more and it can become a form of addiction when that person we really want to notice us isn't noticing us, but someone else is, they say all the right things at all the right times. It's easy in a vulnerable, excuse me, a vulnerable state to fall and get hooked on that. And then it happens again and again, and it's this rush. It's this feeling that you want. You don't want it to stop. It's that chase. So, all right. So we'll be back in one week for the final part of Tegan's story. But again, just before we go here, just a reminder uh, that if you have not subscribe to Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams. I would love it if you would. You can find uh, the link to it on my website, or you can just search for it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please subscribe. Um, Also, I'm still taking in stories for two podcasts that are in the works, Raped and Why Me, I Was an Innocent Child. And that one is about child sexual abuse. Feel free to message me if you have any questions. Thank you so much for being here. And I'll be back in one week with the rest of Tegan's story. On Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I give them a safe space to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. But I also feel it is just as important to understand what the betrayed husband or partner faced when he uncovered the truth. A few weeks before our child was to be born, Maria and I were getting our things ready for a little getaway in San Antonio, Texas. She left the house to do some quick errands, but she left behind her Apple Watch and I logged into the device. I saw text messages from her ex-husband. It was a picture of him on a tractor holding a baby. The text message said, remember, I was really disappointed. When she arrived back home, I didn't say anything about the text message. When we left and were just a few hours away from San Antonio, I asked Marie if she had been texting with her ex-husband. She told me no, she hadn't been. To hear exclusive stories of the men's discovery of female infidelity in their relationship, have early access to regular episodes ad-free and more extras, subscribe to my Patreon by visiting my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Subscription pledges start as low as only $4 a month. You have been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of Raw Truth Podcasts is truly appreciated. When you visit the website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com, you will find the story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon for exclusive episodes, and to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. 
If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to my other podcast, Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams, where taboo topics are discussed. To submit your female infidelity story, share feedback, or have general questions about the show, please email rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Stories shared will be read without judgment and always anonymously. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is written, produced, and edited by Rebecca Adams. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Be kind to one another. Be kind to yourself. And always remember, no judgment. Goodbye. Goodbye.